Both Libya and Syria were stories close to the heart of New York Times correspondent Anthony Shadid. He was in Syria on assignment when he died yesterday. The 43-year-old Shadid apparently succumbed to an asthma attack brought on by the horses his guides were using to escort him across the border into Turkey. Today, Anthony Shadid is being mourned by all those who knew him, either personally or professionally. Among them is political columnist and author Rami Khoury in Beirut. Rami, you first met Anthony Shadid in Amman, Jordan, back in 2000, while Shadid was en route to Iraq to head the Baghdad Bureau for the Washington Post. What most impressed you about him when you met him? I think it was the combination of his uh, quiet, uh, low-key style, but his uh, incisive questions and his desire and his ability to probe into Arab societies and to try to really understand what was happening at the level of the individual, uh, the neighborhood, the community, uh, the political and religious and cultural and uh, sectarian and business forces in the countries, to give him a nuanced view, actually, of uh, what was going on in Arab countries rather than a superficial, one-dimensional view, which is so prevalent in uh, in many uh, media outlets around the world. We often think of foreign correspondents as often hiring translators to help them understand the local language. Anthony Shadid was an American of Lebanese descent, and he was also fluent in Arabic, uh, which has to be a very helpful tool in the toolbox of anybody covering the Middle East. How crucial uh, do you think his language skills were in getting to the heart of his stories, to telling stories we in the West had not heard yet? Well, his Arabic improved uh, over the years. When he first came out to the Middle East, his Arabic was... uh, basic, but it wasn't uh, as good as it was uh, in recent years. He definitely worked on it and used it uh, a lot, but it was really more than... It wasn't so much that his Arabic language that was crucial. It was his character, his vibes, the way that he dealt with people. He, he, was, he was an empathetic person. He, he interviewed you know, ordinary people as well as the biggest political and economic and business leaders in the Arab region, and, and for all of them, he gave them the same attention. And, and people who were interviewed by him or who just had a chat with him uh, felt that he actually really cared about what he was writing about. And in a, in a way, he was writing stories about the region, but he was also, in a way, exploring his own heritage uh, in many dimensions, in Egypt, in, in Lebanon, and in Iraq. And he used to go to places like Bahrain and Turkey in his travels. Mm. Uh, and that came through. He had a great sense of observation. He would look at a scene, and you see this in his writing. I, I teach reporting and writing at the American University of Beirut and other places, and I often use his stories. Uh, in recent years, I use them um, as examples of keen observation, that you can go to any scene, go to a tire repair shop, and you could sit there for half an hour and come up with a really fascinating narrative about that entire society. And he was able to do that because he took the time to do it. And this was the critical element along with his empathy. He took the time to do the reporting, which um, many correspondents uh, have done less and less uh, of over the years. He actually went out into these societies and spent time uh, with ordinary people and and, and out-of-the-way places, and and it showed in his writing. Rami Khoury, what will be the enduring memory for you of Anthony Shadid? You know, his journey, in a way, uh, the, the totality of his adult career I mean, I've known him since the year 2000, so the last 12 years. And when I knew him, he wasn't quite, you know, that well-known. He was still 
in his early years. He had just finished a book about Egypt, which I thought had some interesting observations, but I thought some of it was uh, debatable, and we had a couple of good chats about that. But his, it was his journey. You know, he he was an American of Arab or Lebanese origin. He came back, and he rebuilt his grandfather's house in Marjayoun in South Lebanon, and he took great pleasure in taking people there. Um, and, uh, and and I think he, he he represented the best of America and the Arab world. Uh, he was a, he was a walking monument to to American soft power and Arab culture, uh, and he represented to me the the best of journalism as well. Just a, a, a very uh, diligent, uh, empathetic uh, street reporter um, on the beat, uh, and his beat was the extraordinary story of the Arab world and its linkages with the Western world and the transitions it was going through, all those things together. It was his journey as a reporter, but the beat uh, was a kind of almost a transcontinental story of the two worlds that defined him. Anthony Shadid and his talents will be missed a lot. Rami Khoury, director of the Isam Fares Institute for Public Policy and International Affairs at the American University of Beirut. Thank you very much. Thank you. Here's Anthony Shadid speaking with the world last fall about what it had been like for him covering the Arab Spring. Like I mentioned earlier, we're dealing with three revolutions and three uprisings now. And the minute you do a story on Syria, you try to turn your attention to Bahrain, you try to keep a sense of what's happening in Egypt, how is Tunisia's revolution playing out, I think the feeling I have more often than not is just simply being overwhelmed. Needless to say, Anthony Shadid's work remains stellar throughout. We've put our most recent interviews with Anthony Shadid on our website, theworld.org.